Hello and welcome. Once again, this is Pastor Deborah here. And we are on a new episode, a new wonderful teaching series called Setting the Captives Free. I have just put this new section up on the website under Ancient History, I believe. Uh, yeah called Setting the Captives Free. This series of webcams and articles is going to be showing you spiritual care at work. There's already some webcams up, some teaching series about true stories of people that Pastor Deborah has worked with. Excuse me. Yes? Okay. Uh, I was just told that there's a lot of people coming in right now. They just heard that I am recording. And it's good on this new section because we have a lot of spiritual captives. And what I was trained into helping people from the mental health world to spiritual care and helping people the Lord's way. In these different webcams episode series, we're going to be talking about captives, freedom, deliverance. What does it mean to be held in bondage? What is oppression? We're going to be going into a lot of that spiritually. And we're going to help you to understand what is a spiritual captive. And why are they held captive? Who's doing the holding? Who has imprisoned them? What has imprisoned these captives? Why are they not free? What is freedom? So in this very first introduction, it is up. I can't, and I talk a little bit about that there is an anointing on Pastor Deborah and many other people to help you. And we are working at this deep, deep level called Setting the Captives Free. We do it through teaching. We want to bring beauty for your ashes, dignity and honor back for your shame and confusion. We want to help you open. We will open the prison doors that are locked. We will come inside, help you out. Because the world is a lot bigger place, sweetie, than you know. I know it's been fearful. These are going to be direct teachings to you with prayer and healing. And so when you watch this, you will get some freedom. But first, we have to learn, I'm coming to you. Actually, I'm not in the garden. What? No. I am now in the darkness with you. I might be in your dreams that you're having. I might be when you're at prayer time on your rug. I might be when you are in a traumatic event and you've left your body and you have run away to try to find a safe place. I'll meet you there. I am where the captives are. I'm in the darkness now. 
even though you have come, the word is out, the light is shining, it's flickering. Because I have to go where you are. And right now, the captive, which is you, is held in a prison cell. One of the best places to see a visual of this is go to Ben-Hur. And after Ben-Hur was put on a slave ship, his mother and daughter, sister, excuse me, were taken to a prison and locked. And he comes back. And they go looking for them. And they find him in the deepest, darkest dungeons, closed door. And all they did was would throw some food on a plate. Hadn't looked in it in five years or more. When they opened the door, they found lepers. Most of you, that is where you've lived. You have been in locked dungeons in your heart, in your mind. A lot of you have been in jail cells, tortured, racked up, tied up, you have been blinded. Your minds are frozen in fear. And you are sitting there alone, no clothes on. You are in deep sleeps. You have run from something to somewhere. You have tried to fly over the rainbow. But I can come to you in your dreams. I can manifest in the refugee camps. I'll be wearing the burqas. They might be kind of sparkly. I can come to you in the jails and the prisons. I can go places where most human beings cannot get to. Because I travel in the realm of the spiritual. I travel on wings of light. And it doesn't matter where you are. I've come to give you good news about setting you free. First, how do you know that you're a captive? You've been living in the darkness. What does that mean? Ignorance. You've been locked away in torment and vexation. Maybe you've been in trances and sleeps. Maybe you have drugged yourself out. Maybe you live just barely alive. This one lady I met and did ministry with, at about three or four, she had some kind of surgery. They told her to go to sleep, so she did. And a demonic blanket covered her up as when the uh, hospital gown came on and her spirit went to sleep. And it slept for probably about 60 years. And I ran into her and we got talking and everything. And she prayed and she realized, because God told her that her spirit was still under this demonic blanket and still asleep from this biological earthly surgery she didn't know how to wake it up so the only thing that had been learning anything which really didn't believe it was her soul because to the soul all of this spiritual stuff is foolishness and it is only going to work in the natural realm the carnal world so I told her just pray to have the blanket lifted wake her up and when she did it was just still a three or four year old child Oh my goodness, but now we got a body of a 64-year-old lady who knew nothing, who had no, the spirit had no training, but was that oppression? Yes. 
Was that a prisoner? Yes, the spirit was not alive, not awake, not enjoying life, not growing, not learning, not eating, not feeding. And that's where most, that's where everybody's at here in the darkness. So this series, which is going to be a webcam, is going to have a lot of them. I'm actually going to do some deliverance work. I'm going to come to you in some of the strangest ways, times. I can come to you and do deliverance work on the LinkedIn, on in, in emails, in the spirit, in dreams. It does not matter. There are no borders for me because I move in the spirit. We're doing spiritual work and setting spiritual captives free of spiritual captivity. I don't need a passport to come into your refugee camps. I don't need a passport to come into your dreams. I don't need a passport to travel social media. I can be gone in an instant and here I can be here and there. We are there. I am where you are right now. We are in this dark cave. I can go to the castles. I can go to the waiting rooms. Doesn't matter. Can you go to the satanic meetings? Yes. Yes, I know what's going to happen tonight. I've already done my prayers. Yes, I'll be there. You don't think. You think that's going to stop me from coming to help you guys? I can come right there in the meeting where he's standing because he can't stop me. He lost on a cross, fair and square. Yes, I can come into your meetings. I can come in anywhere you are. Spiritually, I can come. I have been given that privilege, that honor, and that power and authority to do that. I am a resurrected spiritual being with a resurrected soul. I'm almost completely physically resurrected. Uh, there's something supposed to happen, but that's all right. But let, let's just talk about what is this about? What captive are we talking about? You, the spiritual part of you. Yes, the forever person. The part that's here right now, sitting in this. Yep. Where are we? We're in the darkness where you are. Are we in your dreams? Probably. Are you in your safe place? In a trance? Probably. We're there. I'm there. You're hearing me. Your eyes may be closed. But you can sense me. I'm the voice in the light. Now the light won't hurt you. But I'm that voice in the light. And there is an actual video on the thing called The Voice in the Light. It's about spirit coming to you right where you are, speaking to you. Go watch it. So setting the captives free, we first have to figure out that you are a spiritual captive. By spiritual prison guards, taskmasters, something has happened that is taking you spiritually prisoner. And sometimes you are in prison in your dreams, in safe places. You've flown over the rainbow. You've left your body, if they will let you. You have multiple personalities because they helped you create them, or you created them yourselves. You're not whole. You have vexation and torment and illnesses and diseases. You're blind, deaf, dumb, and lying. You have no dignity, no honor. Most of you have no clothes on. You're sick. You're in chains and bondage spiritually. 
because the object of everything that goes on in this world is your spirit. It is the thing that's to be free upon your earthly death for it desires to go and be with a family and be in peace. Somebody doesn't want that. It is also the part of you that is to worship the highest God there ever is, the God of creation. And somebody else doesn't want you to do that. And there's spiritual light and truth and knowledge and freedom that is for you. And another one doesn't want you to have it. So he will feed you his stuff. It's called darkness and ignorance. And if he needs you, he'll wake you up. If not, you just sleep because you're not. You are important. You are the object of everything that these two things do, both God and Satan. And right now, I've got cherubim standing around, and they are keeping guard while we are meeting. Yes, and most of you, it's okay. You can bring your friends. Bring them any way you can. And I'm going to do a little bit of healing with you going to let my light flow out of me you'll feel it you'll feel safe with me as we talk about setting you the spiritual captive free first you have to know what freedom is so you will know what captivity is some of you know that you've lived in the darkness and ignorance and lies and fear and vexation and torment for so long you don't know what normal is don't know what freedom is don't know who to trust don't know if you can trust the words what's love you've heard that before and it ain't nice and you've trusted and let your guard down and got hurt Felt abandoned and rejected, unwanted, isolated. Don't even know what you are. Are you a who? Are you a what? You have no idea. I want to tell you one little story. It is up on the website. It's called Flames of Fire. I was working with this young lady named Candy. She grew up in satanic ritual abuse, very hard stuff, but it doesn't matter as long as you, what you grow up in, most children will do this. She was severely, spiritually, sexually, emotionally, and physically abused as a child. That in order to protect her spirit, the very core of her, and you'll hear a lot more about the core, the core of her, herself, she created as a small two or three year old child, a teenage boy named James, that would stay, which was her, in a different form that would stay and guard herself while she slept as a child of three. So she split and we're capable of doing that. The spirit is because the word says, whatever you think you are, that is what you are. And that ability comes from a source that's unknown to you. So in order to protect herself as a small child, she created by thoughts, and through the spiritual ability the spirit has 
a protector, James. And James, which was a creation of her own thoughts, her spirit, was on guard 24-7, a teenager, tough, me, protecting a little two- and three-year-old spirit so he could sleep. So she was using her mind and her spirit and her abilities to protect herself because she couldn't trust anybody else at two and three. So she created James. Now, when I ran into her and started ministering to her, and she was about 30, maybe 31, 32, James was still there because her core, her little spirit was still a two and three-year-old child and it was still protecting itself. So I met James <clears throat> and I said, James, how you doing? Now it's coming through her voice, but the voice got changed a little bit, but it is her. It was her way of protecting herself <clears throat> when no one else would. It is a mechanism of survival, a skill, ability that we all have, and we all do it. So James said he was her protector. <clears throat> he was on guard 24-7, seven days a week, and had been for years. I asked him, I said, aren't you getting a little tired? You know, this is hard work protecting Miss Candy. He said, yes, it was. He was very tired, but that's why he was here. That's what his job was. No matter how hard it got, he was to be her protector. And I said, would you like a rest? You know, maybe sit down for just a little bit. He says, I don't know if I can because there's nobody else. Now, when I'm talking to James, spiritually, I'm talking to the very core of Candy through James. So Candy is telling me, I don't know. I need to protect myself. I'm the only one who can do it. And I've given James that power. And I've created him. She didn't tell me that, but I knew that. So James is telling me that he didn't know anybody that could help. I said, well, I know some guy. His name was Jesus. Maybe he could help <clears throat> and take James a spot. He said, I don't know him. So I said, why don't we let this Jesus come? Try him out for about 24 hours and let Candy, excuse me, my nose is itching today, who's about two or three, and you, which is Candy, see what you guys think about his ability to protect Candy, the core. He said, okay, so I said a prayer. Father, this little one says he'll give you a chance. Candy will allow you to come. Because I always would say, well, James, you go talk with Candy and see if she, that's the core, the little two or three, if she would be okay with you taking a break, which means her, and allow this Jesus, some stranger, to protect her. Would she be okay with that for maybe 24 hours just to check him out? So I just sit on the phone, silent. Candy's talking to herself, James and her. Excuse me again. Getting Candy's permission, a two or three year old child. James comes back and says, yeah, she says it's okay. I said, all right, you go take a break, but don't go far, James. You just stand over there and we'll let Jesus take your spot for 24 hours. 
And you guys watch him and see how he does. So they did. So the next day, I, she called me back. I said, well, how was Jesus doing? And James, he's fine. He seems to be doing all right. I don't know about him, but Candy says he's all right. She felt safe. I said, well, James, which is really Candy, part she created, how would you like to take a rest? And let this Jesus... Take your position full-time and protect Candy. He goes, I don't know. So, Will you go talk to Candy? So it's Candy talking to herself. Her part that she created, James, with her core. And James come back and says, Candy says it's okay if I take a breath and this Jesus watch me. See, Jesus' role was always to be Candy's protector, spiritually. Not herself, not a part of herself, but him. But he had no place in her life as spiritual protector because James was there, who was an extension of Candy herself. But Candy's self was tired. Lots of spiritual energy was being used. Part of Candy was on call all the time, 24-7. But that was Jesus' place to do that. He was the shepherd. Candy was like the little sheep. She didn't need to worry about this. But Candy was having to be the sheep and the shepherd. And it was wearing on her physical body, her emotional status, her diet, everything. So Candy gave permission to let James go. Where'd he go? I don't know. Not my business. And Jesus stepped in as the shepherd, the garden, the protector of the core called Candy. This story is up on this section called James the Protector. That was always Jesus' place and desire to be our spiritual protector, the shepherd over us so our little cores can be like lambs resting and sleeping and not worrying about the lion's the tigers, but he's on call 24-7, just like James was. So Candy was starting to get some healing. She didn't have to protect herself anymore. She let that part of her go, and she replaced it with this Jesus that she had barely knew. But because we had a relationship, she trusted me. She's about two or three years old spiritually. And she was tired. James was tired. And they let Jesus step in. That was setting one little part of Candy, a spiritual captive, free. Because the spirit is going to seek protection. It's going to has the ability to protect itself in many different ways. But as you get older, you learn there is another one who will set you free from you having to do it yourself. And he will come and take his rightful place. So I'm going to ask you on this very first one, episode one, sort of an introduction, if there is anybody listening all of you here in the darkness, 
who have a James. A protector could have a different name. It could be a dragon. It could be a dog. It could be another person. It could have a gun. It could have a knife. If you would like that part of you to take a rest and allow this Jesus that you barely know, this light that I serve, come and take his place as the shepherd, as the king and protector of your little core. If you would like that, you don't have to raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you to ask yourself, would it be okay if the shepherd, the protector, the James that you have created to protect yourself can rest and let this other shepherd, this other protector, this mighty one, who will never leave you nor forsake you, will never grow weary, will watch over you as you sleep wherever you go. Even in the darkness, he will be there. You will feel safe and protected. If you would like that, just say in your heart, he'll hear you. I want this new protector. I want my the one I created to take a rest. Father, you know their words. You hear their hearts. And as they willingly give up the protection of themselves, their little cores, as Candy gave up James, let your mighty shepherd, the good shepherd, who will stand guard 24-7 for the rest of their lives and on into eternity, the mighty king who will do battle for them, let him come. Stand now and guard and protect these precious spiritual captives who have had to protect themselves without even knowing how they did it. Come as you did for Candy and take your rightful place and set this part, this captive free, one little piece and stand guard as the good shepherd that they may rest. Thank you. Now you are beginning to see how setting the captives free begins to work. I'll have many more stories, but it is your spirit that has been held captive by fear, vexation, torment, abuse, demonic spirits, trances, all kinds of things. I'll find you even if you are in your dreams. We will find you over the rainbow. We will find you if you're hiding as what's. I'm going to tell you another story. It's up, I think it's called Flames of Fire. This is to set the stage to show you how setting the captives free works. This story 
was about coming on the phone. A young man came to me through candy, believe it or not, and was talking to me, but all I could see were flames of fire. But I knew from my training, inside those flames was a spirit. And I knew the heart of the Father, which was to set the captive free. I knew that these flames were nothing more than demonic spirits that this spiritual child was born with. And what that meant, because the Bible had talked about that God said, I will make my ministers, my pastors, my people, flames of fire. They could be a legislator, a governor, a congressman, a king. A teacher, an imam, they would be on fire, full of passion. But they will just be a flame of fire. And so here through candy, this is deep spiritual stuff, operating through my gift of discerning of spirits and words of knowledge, and all my training, I hear the voice, I see the flames. I'm on the phone. And I knew what God wanted wanted to set this captive free. So I asked this voice in the flames, would he like the flames gone? And he said, no, you can't. I was born this way. I am a flame of fire. You can't take it away. This is who I am. I said, that's okay. I know you believe that, but you just watch. Now, I knew what the Father wanted because he's going to set some captives free. There had something had happened when this one was young and he had prayed to somebody for help. So we were not violating his free will because God would not do that. So somewhere along the line, this young person had called out that he wanted not to be a flame of fire. And for somebody to help him. Now I had to know that. I had to know that the spirit wanted to be free. And that these flames of fire were tormenting and vexing. And there was something else at work there. My God beloved had already been working. So I said that's alright. And I started praying. Father you said you came to set the captives free. Father, this young one is a voice, but he's more. Take the flames away so he can rediscover that he is a who and not a what. And while I'm praying this, he's going, stop, stop. No, don't, don't. But I didn't let that bother me. That was fear and threatening and tormenting. I had to know because of my relationship with the Lord. But this young one had already asked for help. And I had to stand there sort of like a hurt animal who's fighting somebody who's trying to help it. Out of fear and torment, I kept going, Father. Your word says you came to quench the fires. Father, take the demonic flames of fire away. They were gone. And here stood before me a beautiful, 
crystal clear spirit because he got full deliverance from everything. His eyes were closed. I said, sweetie, open your eyes. No, no, he was afraid to open his eyes and look at himself. He had believed his whole life he was just a what? Flames of fire. Nobody, just a voice. No arms, no eyes, no hands, just fire. Inside, outside, burning. Fire, tormented, feeling the flames, the heat. Always in torture and vexation. Always lusting. Always on fire stood before me, this beautiful child, crystal clear like a white diamond, a little light shining out. I said, open your eyes, sweetie. He slowly did. I said, look at your hands. And he started crying. I have hands. Oh my God, I got arms, I got a body, I got legs. I'm a what? I'm a person. I'm real. I go, yes, honey. You always were. But those flames that you got at birth were just demonics. And they have held you captive in your heart and your mind for their purposes. They tortured you with the flames and the fire for their purposes. But a greater one and a love-filled heart has come to set you free from that. He was crying. I was crying. He was beautiful. And a light was just glowing out of him of a rainbow. He couldn't believe it. He had a body. I said, do you want your flames back? No, no, I don't. Thank you. And he went off crying and looking at himself. And I said, thank you, Father, for a heart that loved them, that knew what they needed. Because he could hear their groans when the fire was hurting him. He knew what they were. And that young man is still free today. Never knew his name, but that was setting a captive free. That's another deep story of agape love setting the captives free. How many of you think you are a what? But something inside of you says, I, I don't believe it. Some people think they're a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a dog, a wolf, a vampire. Oh, the creations that we create from our spirit. And that is what setting the captives free is about. And that is what this section is going to be about. You're learning about captivity and freedom. I've got it on the website, different topics. I have to try to remember this one was sort of what is held captive. You are. Your mind and your spirit. Your heart of your spirit. 
enemy has done a number on you, so to speak. Some of you live in trances, dreams. Some of your little kids, you build a whole family around yourself. This, I'll tell you another story about freedom. It's with Candy again. Had a lot with her. Candy had three children. She would had. She was born into Satanism, Church of Church of Satan, which was a just a covering. It wasn't the real stuff. She sat in the number one spot on the 13 families of the Illuminati around the table. She was going to bring forth, eventually, from her seed, because she had Jewish blood, the Antichrist. She sat in the number one position. Powerful young lady. I didn't know it. I don't think she really knew it. So, <clears throat> what happened was, oh, I lost my train of thought there about candy. But she had a lot of different of our children. So as we got going, I was with Candy for about three or four years every night doing major setting the captives free because she couldn't go into a normal church service because she would manifest so many demonic spirits she didn't believe. We had to do a lot of work. So this one was about her children. When she looked spiritually at her three children, what she saw were demons because she had had sex with a man on an altar but she, that was a spiritual demon inside the man. She believed her children were a byproduct of the demonic spirit. They were demons. They weren't hers. They were demonic spirits. And uh, they weren't nice. The only time she even had a concept of them being a human, sort of, was when they were being severely tortured. And they were screaming. But most of the time when she spiritually looked at her own children, she saw demons. She saw herself as a demon. And what happened was I had to do some deliverance work so she could look at her children to take some blinders off, a demonic spirit away, so she could see her children as human spirits setting the captives free. She couldn't bond with them. She didn't believe they were human. They were just demonics, children. Another case of setting the captives free, I almost missed it, and how it worked was Candy and I were on the phone. It was fall, it was kind of chilly. She said, oh, I feel kind of chilly. I said, well, go get a blanket, cover up. And then it happened instantaneously. A demonic spirit covered her over. Her eyes became like a snake. Her tongue came out like a snake. We're on the phone. She started hissing because a demonic spirit had come and covered her up. She couldn't really talk to me. I had to see this in the spirit. And I had to do a deliverance session to pull that dude off and set Candy's spirit free. Now, there was some damage done because this thing took over her eyes spiritually, her tongue, her throat, her body, did some changes. And when I got him off, I had to do some more healing and bring down the power of God to heal because the spirit had been affected. That is setting the captives free. It is a powerful, powerful ministry. And it's 24-7. I wanted to bring this 
sort of introduction to you. I'll try to get better on my um, episodes. But this is just some of the stories. I'm going to do some deliverance work. Talk about it. So it is your spirit that needs freedom. It is your spirit that is the captive. It is your spirit that needs setting free. It is your spirit that is death, dumb, and blind. It is your spirit that we're going to work with in this section. You're going to learn you're not a what, but a who. And you'll learn that you need a lot of help learning who you are. And you'll need a lot of help because you've been alone out there. And in the darkness, you have survived. But it's not nice. So I'll come to you in the darkness. I'll come to you in your dreams. I'll come to you in the refugee camps. You will see me and hear me as a voice in the light. And we're going to set some captives free. And it might be slow layer by layer, little bit by little bit, lands and doors and thoughts. Give you another quick one about Candy. She was so cool. Uh, I got in there with Candy and I'm allowed to see by discerning the spirits and I see the throne room in Candy. And there's a big two people sitting in Candy's spirit. One looks like a king, a male, and one looks like a queen. It was sort of Ahab and Jezebel out of the Bible. Well, I knew that wasn't what these things really looked like, but that's what they were manifesting and telling Candy spirit they were, and they had a right to be in her spirit, and they ruled her spirit. And they go, I don't think so. So I had to get in there, and on the phone, I am forcing these things to take their clothes off, disrobe, take off the disguise. And what we had was two Tyrannosaurus Rexes, one just lickety slick, out of the territory, the land, the spiritual area of Candy, and left. But the one Jezebel didn't. Now that demonic manifestation of the big T-Rex, that was not the real appearance of this thing. And I had to get that one down. And it wasn't going to leave. Because it claimed Candy's throne, her heart, her spirit, her mind as its own. And it was not going to leave. So I had to call in some angels. And they had to lasso that thing and drag it out of the land of candy. And I had to give orders for it to be held in darkness and in chains. Because they were ruling candy's spirit. Then I had doorways in her spirit. I had gatekeepers and tunnels. And I had to get the rightful king. The living agape love and its words of spirit and love there. Because these other two things 
were there. I had to remove them. I had to set this heart free, this mind free, the spirit free of these alien, foreign, deceptive, demonic things, strong men, demons. And it was a battle, all by words on the phone. So the rightful king, the love of God, and the word of God could sit there for candy and help guide her and lead the spirit in a good way. I had to set this captives free. I went deep into Candy's spirit. Sometimes I had to work by myself because she passed out. She went out in a trance. She's gone. She's not there. She cannot help me. She's too fearful because you're trained. Go into a trance, get out of the way because that was her safety mechanism. So I had to do battle by myself. I'm a warrior. I'm a soldier. I'm a special ops. I will go in the dead of night and I have night vision to set captives free. So this was just a little introduction to this webcam. Hopefully I can make a podcast out of it and tell you some of the stories about you and how the spirit must be set free spiritually and how it must be healed spiritually and what the powers that are your taskmasters, your guards, your jails, who they are. So enjoy. A lot of these stories are up on the website in written form. Some are got videos on. You can learn more because I'm trying to fly by the seat of my pants here today. I think this is my fourth or fifth video. I'm very tired. And I'll be sitting down and trying to get them up. But enjoy the new section, Setting the Captives Free. And enjoy the stories. There's plenty more. I have plenty of them that's going on. And we will move. And I can find you. Your voice has been heard, your silent cries, even when there's no tears. All you've had is a thought in your dreams. They were heard. And help has come. Enjoy. Love you so much. What? You want me to do? Okay, we can do that. They just asked me if they if I can say a prayer, sort of a group deliverance. For anybody who would like to have the Ahab and the Jezebel out of their lives. Yeah, it is no problem. Father, as you did for Candy years ago, that imposter, those king and that queen that sits in their hearts in your place, take them out. And free the spirit so that the rightful king of agape love can sit there in honor and dignity with them and guide them and lead them and protect them and let it be done by the victory of the cross. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. Enjoy.
setting the captive free. That your spirit and your spiritual heart and mind and eyes will be set free. Love you. Pastor Deborah and Agape Love. See you next time.